0: hello everyone i'm colin Tester of wrestlezone.com joined by john Clark tonight to talk about monday night raw john how you doing i'm doing very good how are you i'm good even better now that i see that we're matching john and i both were in red for monday night Raw <laughs> tonight we're coordinating uh so that's obviously a nice thing uh if you if, if you can hear it i'm a little sick today but here at wrestlezone it's no days off where you know we we uh we, we, we worked through it. Michael Jordan had the flu game. I can have the, the, the sick podcast, but it's all right. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about Monday Night Raw, uh, a show that, uh, you know, John, it wasn't bad. You know, some of these weeks uh, recently have been pretty darn bad. This week was nothing too terrible. Some things not so great, but all in all. Not, not too shabby. Uh, we'll talk about it. Before we do, just to remind you all of this show, like everything we do here at Zone, is available on any number of streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. Leave a like, subscribe. We appreciate your support. Uh, so yes, Herman Takar saying Raw was good tonight. When was the last time you heard that? Like, you know, I don't know if I'd go that far, but you know, a, a nice positive comment to start of the show. But then Don Skag saying absolute trash. So maybe it's a little divisive, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> Uh, we'll start with the main event, John. I think you called this like to a T last week. You predicted, I think, uh, Braun Strowman would stand tall tonight to kind of plant the little seed that he he would maybe stand a chance of winning, uh, on Sunday of us May backlash, and that's exactly what happened. He he power slammed, uh, Braun Strow- uh, he power slammed Bobby Lashley, Andrew McIntyre several times, screaming that he's the monster. Uh, and end of the night standing tall. So, what do you think of this, John? I mean, obviously. Probably not going to see a Braun Strowman victory on on Sunday, but at least you know puts put that thought in your mind,
1: right? And at least in, in in theory, everything went down tonight pretty much exactly as I expected. There in the main event, uh, Strowman obviously got the I don't know what term they use, but he stood tall in the end, which is what most people expected. And what I think now, obviously, he has no chance to win this weekend. Uh, I, I still do think Bobby probably has the most likely chance to win. Uh, the biggest question mark in my eyes right now is who takes the pin or submission at WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, I'm inclined to believe it's probably going to be Drew because I do think we're going to get a Braun and Bobby one on one program after. And, you know, as the comments here from Timmy is saying, Raw needs Brock Lesnar. Uh, I think if you can just hold out a little bit, a little bit longer, I think that's what we'll get. Uh, but then again, you have to consider that people are going to complain if we do get that because then he wins a title and then we have a part-time champion again. Um, uh, you know, and, and this comment here from uh, Herman is interesting. Also, Braun is the big show 2.0. Uh, I don't think, I don't think in a sense of heel face, heel face, uh, I hope you don't mean that. But in the sense of winning and then losing and then losing and then winning, uh, that certainly does make sense. Uh, but as far as tonight's end of the show went, uh, Braun standing tall nine times out of ten that does mean you don't stand tall, you don't win the big match at the pay per view. But we've been surprised before. Uh, would you agree that Bobby is uh, still the likely winner?
0: I have to think so. I mean, you know, even even if we're if we're thinking that. This doesn't necessarily mean like that Braun's gonna take the pin on Sunday or whatever. I think the chances are that Bobby Lashley will walk out of Sunday with the title. You know, his his reign's still intact. I don't see Drew getting the title here, although we talked about it last week. Maybe he pins Braun, uh, but you know, because that way you, you protect Bobby. I don't, I don't know. We're seeing some comments, people thinking, you know, Braun might win, a Curse saying Sherman might win um DJ Garcia is saying Strowman's going to get his moment on Sunday as Vince McMahon used to say I guarantee it but then again like we're saying Eddie Zahari is saying no Braun Strowman's not going to win he's going to get the pin he's going to take the pin here uh you know because yeah in some ways it's hard to see uh you know Drew getting pin necessarily you know but for me it's funny because I'm you know we got this match tonight and we got just got the build throughout the, throughout the show of you know Braun and Drew and everything and for me it's like if you're Bobby Lashley like what, what have you why, why would you be sweating this match you've you've beaten braun Strowman, you've beaten drew mcintyre multiple times at this point um you gotta be feeling pretty, pretty darn confident in that situation but uh john you just alluded to this and ray gars is saying it as well brock brock Lesnar versus bobby lashley would be a great match for SummerSlam. um i hope they can make that happen you know i think i think raw in, in general could really use that uh that fresh matchup that, that star power there, not to say no knock on uh, Lashley or McIntyre or Strowman, just obviously that's, it's Brock Lesnar, right? It's really hard to, to make up for that. So if they can get him back in the fold, especially. yeah, for...
1: And, and with that likely being not, not just the first event back with fans again, but likely at a 100% capacity with a full arena uh, there in the end of August, uh that is a name that you will be able to you know really ensure that you do sell out all of those seats. Now obviously obviously they're gonna be strategic with the market they select. So whether that be New York City, Vegas, wherever, they're gonna pick a high profile market that they can sell out. And Lesnar would just further that being able to sell sell the arena out.
0: I, I would certainly think so. Uh, uh, they've got that star power. You know, for the casual fan, for the hardcore fan, that'd be a very nice way to hype up this this return of live fans. For it's at SummerSlam, it's this big thing, a big show every year, and uh, that'd be a great way to hype it up. But you know, maybe not everyone that wants to see him. Nashikar is saying we don't need Brock back. They do have, you know, a good main event scene on Raw as it is. So in a way, Brock coming back would only add to that. But you know, maybe maybe they can find ways to. Uh, you know make it work otherwise but i do like this comment from a friend of the show nando this nights we're always like eating taco bell at 2 a.m and not having tummy issues when you wake up you're glad you're not stuck on the potty but you're also not jumping for joy that's eh, all in a nutshell more often than not even even when it's not awful eh, it's it's not great uh but you know it is john nothing you and i talked about it last week for a lot in a lot of ways you have to wonder like what's next like if drew loses where is he going to go from here eddie zahari wondering or or predicting even that drew could be the money in the bank um, would make sense, but at the same time, he said, I think, in an interview that maybe he'd be, he'd be better off uh pivoting away from, from the title picture and doing something else. And to kind of segue from that, Jinder Mahal is back, Jinder Mahal returned tonight. Uh, and of course, it is worth noting he returned technically last week on main event. He was with uh, I'm gonna blank on the names. One guy, the- sure. yeah, well, no, because like one of the guys was in the the share, one of them was uh, Shanky, uh, I can look at my notes, but but two dude yeah, guys. Yeah, you know, that
1: was the, that was their team name, in NXT was in this share.
0: But I thought I saw that one of them was in the team, and one of them was you know a kind of a newcomer that was just at the Superstar Spectacle. Rinku can... and Swarov. Yeah, I, I think but i don't know there seems to be a lot of confusion about that uh like is who exactly what who, who these people were definitely get some, get some comments here don't hinder the gender yes gender is back former WWE champion worth pointing out so we're talking about Brock Lesnar but hey you know you've got this you know former WWE champion coming back here uh it's pretty easy to see that you know he came in he beat Jeff Hardy also former WWE champion so he could pretty easily you know maybe get a couple wins here and before long kind of get be in this feud with uh drew mcintyre obviously there's that history uh 3mb and everything and that's what eddie zahari is saying uh you know book that feud if it's done right there's history of 3mb three-man band um but you know i, I think that's something that they could do you know where you you pivot drew away from the title picture you do that uh we saw that kind of with drew and seamus earlier this year you've got the history uh, I think that'd be a pretty darn cool thing to, to do. I mean, what do you think the best usage for, for gender cure would be uh, at least staring, staring at it tonight, John
1: uh, gender, as far as gender goes, um, I think he will. I want to say he would transition into a program for the United States championship, but I don't think it would really necessarily work with two power heels like Sheamus and gender. Um, I mean, if, if they, if they certainly were to pull some kind of swerve and have drew win this weekend, I think there is money with drew and, and gender, even though some people might think, well, that doesn't make any sense. But if you think about it, it really does make sense because they did that little two week thing last show with drew and Heath Slater. And, you know, Heath basically threw away the friendship because he felt that, you know, he, was taken advantage of because basically thought he was forgotten about. Drew had made it to the top, and Heath was like, you know, you made it to the top, and you just forgot about me. Uh, gender technically was at the top first, but there's something to be said there with the possibility that uh, we could see Gender maybe attack Drew and be like, you know, I did it, something like I did it first, or you know, you took what I had, something like that. Because let's not forget, Gender got hurt twice over the span of basically a year and a half. So he's been out almost the whole time. hurt. But nevertheless, it's going to be interesting to see uh, as far as Drew, what Drew would do next. Because, you know, what do you think about the possibility of Drew and Sheamus again for that U.S. title?
0: No, man. Like, we, we saw that earlier this year. It was a good feud. They had great matches. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that story very much for the reasons I'm saying. I think gender injury would be cool. But I'd, I really tend to... Not love it when you know they, they do a feud that's you know pretty stretched out and then run it back just a couple months later, like it's only May now. Uh, you know, that would be pretty, pretty quick, you know, a, a quick turnaround to do that when Raw does have a pretty good roster of you know people that Drew could mix it up with. Uh, in some ways, at least, yeah, in some ways the show feels stale, but at the same time, you know, I, it really I does.
1: Think... And Raw is, in my opinion in desperate need of, of a shakeup of some sort. And now granted it hasn't been that long since the draft, if you think about it, but I know. It, it just, it almost feels like they've exhausted all of their options already. Um, but there's so much more talent. I mean, there's the impending return of Keith Lee. There is the possibility that we could see, uh, you know, John Morrison and the Miz pursuing singles careers Don't forget about Damian Priest. He's in the picture. I think they just need to. Not necessarily do a superstar shakeup, but in Raw itself. Shake things up themselves. Like they have done recently with Randy Orton and Riddle. That I was not. Neither were you. Uh, We were both against this after like one week, two weeks. But now it's been almost a month. And we're both kind of like. This is working. So they, they have the talent, uh, as much as you want to hate and diss the writing team for how bad the show is, they're hired into these positions for a reason because they're good at it and they're experienced at it. They just sometimes don't necessarily use all of the resources they have. And I think that's what kind of gets people upset. Uh, just when it comes to the top of mind is how Ricochet doesn't really do a whole lot anymore. And people think, well, he's very talented, but he does have that kind of, I don't want to say communication barrier, but his promo skills are kind of lacking. And when they do write these scripts and they do take into consideration these uh, stories they're building, the entertainment factor, I think, often takes a precedence over the the wrestling ability. And I think that's why sometimes we get these uh sp- talented superstars not getting pushes uh they said it best at wrestlemania uh on night one we had the rain delay they had to improv on the spot and and those promos you could immediately tell who's good at talking on the spot who sucks without a script or being told what to say and that right there you know go back uh, i think they actually cut that from peacock but they did yeah, you he can't did. see that anymore, but I was gonna say go back and watch <laughs> it. And you would see that Braun Strowman really struggled without a script and being told what to say. But then you look at Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre and they killed it. Yeah. Uh, that that, you know, that speaks a lot. Uh but regardless of what they decide to do next with both Jinder and Drew, let's hope they don't screw it up.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Well, they, they do have options of shaking it up. This comment from Eddie zahari but wondering, you know, or, or hoping about Keith Lee and Sheamus. I like that. I, I like that idea. John, you and I have talked about uh, doing uh, uh, Damian Priest versus Sheamus. That's another way to shake it up. Uh, like you said, this RK Bro pairing of Orton Riddle, unexpected, but it's been fun. Nesha Kerris saying she likes it, so you know that that has been a positive. Uh, and now about the, your point about the promos here, Herman Dakar saying WWE needs to fire their creative team, let the wrestlers do their own promos. Like we saw at WrestleMania. I mean, I think it's about balance, right? I think a lot of times it, uh, we see these promos are over, overproduced so then you've got guys like Ricochet that may struggle to kind of really beat off that. I script. think
1: if you've proven you can do it, they'll let you do it. But like Ricochet, they're not going to let Ricochet go out there and just say whatever he thinks. Remember they tried that before with it was, I think Kalisto yeah. and he just stopped talking because he didn't know what to say. Yeah, that was,
0: <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's what happens when sometimes, you know, if you, if you, you know, take that chance, it can backfire. And, you know, there's something you said for that. Uh, and, John, I think you and I say pretty much every week here uh, Nestor Kerr saying the, the superstar shakeup needs to happen. And as you just said, John, even if it's not a, you know, traditional superstar shakeup, just shake up the show, it, it just somehow fresh pairings, fresh storylines. Hopefully, after WrestleMania backups, we will get that. Friend of the show, Iridian Fierro saying, Raw felt like it was five hours long about that i mean <laughs> maybe five hours a lot I, and I it, do, that it,
1: does, it does always feel significantly longer than the other shows but in their defense it's because it is it is an extra hour and i mean if you think about it that's what that's like the, the show's 33 percent longer than the other ones uh so you have to keep that into consideration but uh it does it does feel like it you know it's but, not the same i'll just say that it's not the same as it as it once was, as far as uh, excitement and predictability as well. Yeah, it's just... and it's
0: a shame, right? And and even when there are things that are good and things that we like on Raw, there are plenty of other things that aren't so great. And for me tonight, we saw one of those things where at first we got the same exact Eva Marie promos last week. And I didn't even notice, I thought it was like a slightly remixed version, but then a lot of people on Twitter were saying it was the exact same one. And then later in the show, we got a different one that basically she was saying, you know, she's a model and, you know, it takes, I think she said something like, you know, for every perfect picture you get, it takes 99 not so good ones. And she said she wants to be a role model. I, I don't know, John, I just, I'm not feeling this like. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't want to be so, I don't want to be really down on it. I don't want to be, you know, excessively negative. And I, like Johnny and I have talked about it. I'm not going to sit here and like write it off two weeks in, but I'm just saying like two weeks in, I'm not really into it. Uh, I'd, I'd like to be proven wrong. I still don't know what she's even going to do. Uh, but the, the evolution supposedly is coming. And as Nesha is saying, she's sick of Eva already. So, you know, I don't know. And and the, the narrative continues to be this concern uh, if not fear that WWE is regressing in the women's division to this divas era style, and there's some, you know, there's some merit to that to that concern, right? When you're seeing in you know, a SmackDown, we got a three minute match between Carmella and Ruby Riot, we got a women's tag team match tonight, and then we got Asuka versus Ray Ripley, so that was better than that. But still, you know, there there is some validity there, right, John?
1: The women's division on Raw is actually very good if you think about it. Uh they got Shayna Baszler, they got Nia Jax, they got obviously Rhea, Charlotte, Oscar, and Alexa Bliss is back in the picture as well. Uh there are there are a wide range of possibilities after this triple threat match with whoever wins, whether that be Oscar, Rhea, or Charlotte. I I I have no doubts that Rhea will probably retain and maybe continue on, which is Charlotte, but the fact that we do have Bliss. Uh, I, I really do think this is finally, finally the week that Shayna and Nia dropped those tag belts. So I think we probably will get Nia and Shayna in like a one-on-one little short program. But there's, to me, there's so much firepower with the women's division on Raw that it's almost like Eva should have went to SmackDown instead because I feel like they could use her a lot more. I mean, And don't forget, you still have Naomi on Raw as well. Uh, But on the SmackDown side of things, to me, it felt like Eva Marie could have made more of an impact. But of course, she's like all red. She's like, you know, red dress, red hair, red this. So Raw is just natural for her to go to. And that's where she was on her first run. She was known for being on Raw. So I, I get that. But as far as where she will fit in. To me, she's going to have a couple debut weeks where say she'll have a squash match win over Mandy Rose and then a squash match win over Dana Brooke and maybe Lana or somebody. And then it's going to be the same cycle where after a month of her winning, I think she'll slowly fade away or fade into the background or ma- even her herself start you know, losing short matches to like the champion Rhea Oscar, whoever that may be. Uh, I, I just I don't see, I think it's a lot of false hype. We've seen this before a lot of times, even in recent memory, it's happened quite a bit. Uh, they've done this with countless people in the last year. I, I was trying to think of somebody that they've done it to where it actually worked. And I can't think of the last time they did this hype thing where and excluding NXT because usually on NXT it works. But on the main roster, it almost never works. It, it just yeah. doesn't. So it's going to be interesting to see where she fits into Raw. Yeah. And then it's hard to see where it is. Robert DeFleis and I were talking
0: on the SmackDown show. It, it came up, and Robert phrased it very, very. Uh, I, just, I, I like the metaphor he used, and it's very much what you're saying, John. Basically, he said Eva is kind of the, the fresh new toy in the, in the toy box. And, you know, as we've, we've talked about before, uh, the an, an immediate reaction seemed to be like people were upset that, you know, Mickey James, the Iconics, Chelsea Green got fu- got released. And then, you know, Eve Marie, get, not that there was any court, you know, causation, but just the correlation that at the same time or shortly thereafter, she gets brought in. People were seem pretty upset about that and and you know robert said like basically you know WWE had those quote-unquote toys or the members of the roster for for months and didn't do anything with them and then you bring in even memory, a fresh toy something new something different and even if it's just for a month that tends to be how these things go with wwe and if it works out great and i don't know uh how it's gonna go i just you know yeah i i think that your your map for that journey could very well exactly what we see that she comes in if she wrestles she could you know get some of those squash matches easy victories or whatever and then then we'll see whatever she's doing uh I but yeah I did like the the opening match here we got to see uh Asuka and Jackson Baszler and Mandy Rose and Danny Brook in there uh and I did not like to see Baszler taking the, the loss here but Alexa Bliss showed up as she was sitting on the stage and she, she again repeated that she has her eye on somebody and it wasn't really clear who and then I started to see a lot of speculation that it might be uh, Charlotte Flair, and we're getting some comments saying they'd like to see that. Raul Taker Sanchez saying he would love to see a Alexa, uh, Alexa sorry, start a rivalry with Charlotte Flair. I think that'd be pretty cool. That that like we're talking about fresh matchups. That's something that I can't really recall off the top of my head. Uh, both both women very very talented, and I think both very strong characters at this point so i think that'd be pretty cool uh otherwise and that's of she thinks it's charlotte as well otherwise i don't really know who it could be at first i, th- I thought it was asuka because they briefly feuded back in january or so but otherwise if it's not charlotte i don't really know because otherwise in that match it was baszler and jacks and dana rose and mandy mandy uh sorry dana Brooke dana Brooke and mandy rose um but i don't know what do you think uh we're just talking about alexa bliss here or sorry Marie, What do you think about uh, Alexa Bliss and who she might be targeting here, John?
1: I don't think she's targeting anybody specifically. Although I wouldn't be surprised if she made some sort of an appearance this Sunday and maybe attacked whoever wins the match to immediately be put into that title picture. Uh, I do think there's something more behind the scenes going on with Charlotte and Sonia. I think there's something they have planned here. Uh, otherwise if Sonya was going to, you know, be transitioning into this power hungry heel type John Laurinaitis GM type thing, it, it doesn't have to be Charlotte every single time. And that's what it is. So it makes you feel like they're in cahoots or there's something going on there. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, especially when Sonya does eventually return to the ring, she's definitely more than capable to still do so. Uh let's find out what they do there. But Alexa, I think, will fit in somewhere. And I think uh it's about time she gets back into the ring. Agreed. You know, I I wasn't blown
0: away by the opening match here where you know Dana Brooke, Maddie Rose, just based on the way that they're presented, you don't really think they're gonna go in there and necessarily win. But I was, you know, very happy to see Alexa was out there, she was watching here, hinting that you know, she's right around the corner from really getting back into the mix here. Uh and yeah, I could easily see her kind of targeting or, or you know, stepping up to feud with whoever wins the uh, the triple start match on Sunday. If it's if it's uh, Ray Ripley, if it's Charlotte, um, you know, whoever it may be, uh, I I would like to see that. Definitely. I think Bliss has been doing great work and I'd, I'd hope to see that. Uh, Stephen Chambers saying that Charlotte will win on Sunday. I don't know about that. I mean, Ray Ripley just won the title of WrestleMania. It would be a little soon to take it off or like that. Uh, but maybe oski gets pinned like just like we were saying with the men's triple threat then you protect Rhea there and set up an eventual rematch but i do want to point this comment from cody Foster saying so how bad was raw tonight raw was not that bad like i said at the top of the show like compared to some of the the things we've seen in recent weeks it wasn't that bad one thing that i've liked recently is that it really feels like raw is really drawing on if not the full roster like a lot more than he usually does. We, we've two weeks in a row, we've seen Angel Garza and, and Drew Gulak, and yeah, a lot of the time those guys are on main event. But put, putting them on, morale, it, 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 we're just talking about a, a superstar shakeup. You don't even have to like do a draft or, or you know, bring people new people to the show. They've already got people that are on the show. We saw Jeff Hardy return tonight, he was away for a while. Jinder Mahal is back now. You've got you know, people that have been there but not on the show drew gulak and angel garza and of course last week we saw the the rose up up the butt angle but this week at least we just we got some follow-up that you they couldn't just ignore that thankfully so you know raw was not that bad we're getting some comments here Nestor curse give you an eight we're gonna do our ratings a little bit uh but michael chamber uh, michael kent with a seven steven Stephen chambers with a 6.5 it wasn't that bad so you know for especially for raw a lot of time we're sitting here saying oh raw was terrible raw was this raw was that but wasn't that bad like i i was not that upset with it um other you know some things that i didn't love but not a bad go-home show for a pay-per-view um even if i'm sitting here saying that i could probably safely predict most of the results for wrestling backlash i think it'll be a fun show so you know and, and maybe some lower comp lower grade here as well again we'll say because and whatnot again we'll give our uh ratings when we're done running through the show here do you want to call attention to damian priest and the miz here this feud uh this is one of the ways that raw ha- is not shaking it up because this this feud is going on for quite a while now uh priest morrison and miz here have been really um they've faced off several times in recent months so i don't know like you know the, we got we got the announcement that, that priest would face miz of WrestleMania backlash on sunday uh and it seems like priest um and this feud will kind of lead to uh the split of miz and morrison that's one way to shake up raw here cuz miz and morrison have been doing their thing for months now um but I, I th- if that's kind of the outcome, I guess that's a silver lining here. But we have seen this feud just kind of drag on here. And that's what Michael Kenton's saying about Ms. Morrison. He thinks they're going to split. I think so, too. Uh, several Two weeks in a row now, the, the Miz has uh, distracted the referee at the wrong time and pretty much directly cost Morrison the match. Uh, John, you mentioned earlier, potentially seeing Ms. Morrison chasing singles titles. I think that makes sense. Uh, I think we've talked about it before. But, you know, Morrison has just really been kind of shoved to the the sideline alongside Miz here, um, really since he's returned. So definitely a guy that could be a main event player and they're running out of time to really um, do that with him. So I hope to see, you know, maybe they do a a face run with him or or whatever it may be. But uh, I think it's time for that. We've we've talked about Jackson Baszler and that that argument holds true for Miz Morrison. Just shake it up, right, John?
1: Yeah, uh, I think we might actually see this happening this Sunday night. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt that Priest is going to win this lumberjack match that's happening on Sunday. Uh, I am strongly believing after the match, uh, maybe Morrison is trying to, you know, help Miz up or console Miz, and Miz just goes on a tear, destroys Morrison, beats him up, uh, takes him out, and they're obviously going to have a feud, whether that be for one pay per view. Two pay per views, whatever it may be. They deserve a pay per view match. They'll get that, I think. Uh, This has been going on since January. It's time for Priest to move on. Uh, Him going against Sheamus would be perfect, I think, right now. Uh, I'm a little. Yeah, Yeah. and then obviously Miz and Morrison probably going to go one on one. Uh, Miz is the heel, Morrison is the face. Miz actually praising Morrison in his last interview, saying that he does think that John Morrison is ready to be a main event player when the time comes. So I I don't necessarily see him in the main event this summer, but I do think he could work his way up to that point. What do you think?
0: I think so. I mean, I've always, I'm a little biased when I was first watching WWE, I watched Morrison kind of rise up to become a main eventer. uh, And it didn't necessarily work out, but then we saw him succeed in impact, which underground Uh, now he's come back. So even though he is, you Know obviously, he's no spring chicken necessarily, he is kind of in the <laughs> elder, the, the latter phase of his career here. Uh, I do think he could be made of a player, especially when you have raw. Um, I, I, I could see him having a good match with Bobby Lashley or Drew McIntyre if, if he gets the title back. Um, I, I do think he deserves that chance at least to see what he could do. I, I and at the very least, you know, the I think he deserves uh, he and this sort of like a, a pay per view feud there. Um, but then we're talking about uh, tag team splitting up here. We got to see some follow up, and we can kind of use this as a, uh, you know, somewhat comparison. Cedric Alexander and uh, Shelton Benjamin bro- officially broke up last week, and they faced off tonight. So it was nice to see them getting some time. Like I said, you know, Rob really is using more of the roster than you might really have um, come to expect. So we got to see these guys face off, and Shelton Benjamin won. So you know, Jesse Mata saying he hopes Morrison's uh, doesn't get thrown into obscurity. I thought Shelton Benjamin would get thrown into obscurity here. I thought, you know, Cedric Alexander would kind of be the the one that got pushed as we've talked about before, but there's always a Shawn Michaels, there's always a Marty Jadendi. I thought uh, Alexander would, you know, would rise up and Benjamin might be, you know, kind of left out in the cold there. But no, Benjamin won the match tonight. So, uh, Sean Benjamin, you know, just kind of like Morris in, the, in that sense, Not maybe not in the same way, but a veteran, a guy that's very talented and, you know, Morris, uh, Benjamin picked pick up the win here. So, maybe... At least based on tonight, and in a in a in a vacuum, maybe maybe uh, there's hope for Rashawn Benjamin. And then in that case as well, uh, you know maybe we, if we see Morrison get uh, split up from the Miz, he could, it could work out for him as well. Um, but yeah, the, like that is something that definitely stood out to me where Raw is using its roster. It is kind of trying in some ways to not be stale and to not just rely on the same matchups. And yes, yes, we saw yet another last year, not our main event, but maybe outside the main event picture, it is feeling a little more dynamic and a little fresh in that sense. At at least, you know, even maybe my expectations are very low, but I do think that's something. So, uh, and there's some support here for Benjamin winning the match from Jesse Mata saying he thought it was the right call. What do you think of this, John? Do you think, there's more to this here. Do you, do you think Sean Benjamin's going to go anywhere, or is this a one-off?
1: Um, I think it was a one-off, and I also think Cedric's days are numbered, <laughs> Um, whether that be he wants to leave on his own. I mean, he's been vocal about wanting to be used properly or be left let go before. Uh, I, I personally believe that he probably is the next one on the list, whenever that may be. I'm not saying it's going to be this week. It could be next month. It could be next year. They really only do this stuff, you know, maybe twice a year. Yeah. Um, but I do think that he'll probably be let go in the next round of releases. Uh, and it's sad because they had a good thing going for him. Him and Shelton both did. They put a halt to it. Um, I just don't think he's the kind of guy that wants to be on 205 Live forever. I don't think he wants to go back to NXT. And I don't think he wants to do the funny R-Truth 24-7 title stuff that we haven't seen in two months either. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, my if, unless he shakes things up and goes to SmackDown. Uh, I don't think we'll be seeing a lot of him anymore. He'll probably go to main event for a while until his time is up. Uh, but that's that's where I see him going. But we have to talk about the Sheamus and Humberto Carrillo match. Yeah, uh, I mean, this was mm, well from what we. We don't know anything yet, but what we think it might not have been good. Tell us why. <laughs> so we, we just for context, we've seen
0: um, you know the past couple of weeks here, uh, Humberto Carrillo back on TV, getting a pretty prominent role. You know, he was the guy that was on main event for a while, if not off TV entirely. And uh, now he gets he gets brought back, he's feuding with the United States Champion Seamus. Pretty good role for him. You know, pretty classic story of underdog and kind of a bully of a heel. Fine, and then last week we saw Mansoor get called up to Raw. Didn't see him tonight, but uh, he faced Sheamus, and Humberto came out and cost Mansoor the match, and his 49 match winning streak, mind you. Uh, and then this week we finally got uh, an official match between Humberto and Sheamus, non-title, but uh, good match, G- classic uh, clash of you know speed and power. But you know there one spot where uh, near the end of the match, Humberto went for a sunset flip power bomb, uh, and I don't know if he slipped or or just the something happened where he the, 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 they landed horribly where seamus kind of came crashing down on top of humberto's leg uh as you know just of plain and simple it, it looked painful that's what he's saying in the comments and yes it looked pretty bad uh it was a pretty scary spot yes as, as eddie sahari saying I hope he's okay uh the, the way he landed you would definitely think could cause an injury Seamus landed right on his leg famous is a big dude so not a good, not a good look. And he
1: didn't move that leg either after he like slid on his back, like slid on his butt like over to the side there. And you immediately knew the way he was moving. Yeah. He didn't move those legs or knees. He was just sliding his back, like yeah. rotating around. And chewing off the camera.
0: Yeah. It was hard to tell at first if it was an angle or a storyline, uh, but then it, it was a couple minutes in, or like, you know, after the initial like landing, and then the referee was checking on him seem to be legit i don't have details on it yet of course we'll provide more as we find out more um i just expect maybe tomorrow or earlier this week we will get some information about it but uh if he is right that's a shame you know as i just said guy, the guy gets brought back to tv in this prominent role and now you know it kind of get, it gets derailed here you know and, and that would definitely be a shame um because i i've been the story has been kind of fun. You know, it's nothing groundbreaking, but it's been fine. We've been in a good spot for him. It's been something for Seamus to do with the U S title. So, you know, that would be very, very, unfortunate. So if he is hurt, I hope that he, it's not too serious, obviously. And the heals uh, as fast as possible. Um, but yeah, the, uh, these things happen, unfortunately. So if he is hurt, you know, that's, it's, it's the nature of the beast here. It's, you know, these things happen when you're out there in the ring doing, doing these things. Um, if he is hurt, maybe, maybe Mansoor kind of steps in and, you know, they, they revisit that. Or, uh, as we were saying, Damien Priest, he's there, you know, potentially after this, uh, this feud with them is here. And then Nesha Chris wondering about a feud between Seamus and John Morrison for the title. You know, they had a, they had a pretty good feud literally 10 years ago, uh, in 2011. So maybe could run that back. You know, they have a bunch of these veterans that do have a lot of history together. So, you know, th- th- that could be an option. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I hope everything works out with Humberto there, uh, but we're getting some comments wondering, you know, about the people that weren't on, uh, that weren't on Rod Night, from Tibor and Mace to the Viking Raiders to r Truth again missing, uh, to the Fiend. The Fiend is still gone. He's been gone for like a month. So you know, as we were just saying, you know, in a lot of ways they they've been using some of the members of the roster we haven't seen as much, but then in other ways people that they use some weeks are, are gone the next and you know it, it's a little, a little weird like that and at the same time then we got a promo for the lucha house party tonight this little video package saying they're lucha lit so yeah i didn't like that either john john's shaking his head but <laughs> 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 you know yeah, they're, they're trying right they're, they're trying to shake it up and and you know do something
1: yeah they are they're really making efforts with the tag division although i don't know what happened to the viking raiders after they returned after wrestlemania what happened to them i don't
0: know they, they beat cedric <laughs> and shelton twice two weeks in a row and now they're and now they're not on so i don't know you know uh not, i haven't heard anything does you know that could just be that they weren't used you know these things that just like injuries those things happen too like i i just i don't know um doesn't make sense to me if you're trying to kind of reestablish them. You get you get uh, Ivar back after he, he was gone for a long time due to an injury, um, so ho- you know hopefully they'll they'll be brought back and you know have them feud with AJ and almost maybe I don't know we saw AJ Styles and almost tonight uh we did see I haven't brought this up yet we'd all we saw I think it was an eight-man tag team match it was Randy Orton and Riddle RK bro and the New Day versus Jackson Riker Elias AJ Styles and almost with Orton getting the, the win with the RKO on Elias but then after the match uh, Orton dropped the New Day both with RKOs uh <laughs> and, and um riddle said something like how, how are we gonna have friends when you keep doing stuff like that and like yeah, John you and I have talked about it I don't Always like the stuff that Riddle does, the, the, his, his humor, everything. But this is funny. This is a fun, like you know, clash of personalities with Randy and his like very stern tough guy gimmick <laughs> and Riddle, Riddle being yeah. ridiculous. You know, it, it's fun. And and it, it w- I I thought for a second tonight they're gonna just quickly pull the trigger on uh, Orton, Tony, and Riddle. But instead, Orton walked away, and Riddle kind of smiled at him, like you know, you did your career with my friends, but you know, it's all it's all good. Do you, Randy, Randy's gonna <laughs> Randy, right?
1: Uh, it was funny, especially the backstage where they were like Riddle's joking with the new day, but then Orton comes up and he's like, "This isn't funny." You know what's funny? Burning down people's houses and kicking people in the head. <laughs> and Riddle's just good. like Riddle's just look at him like he doesn't really know what to say. <laughs> and then they walk away. Orton walks away, and the new day's looking at each other like with that disgusted like look. And Riddle's like, "Oh well, let's go catch up to him. Like it's just no big deal." And that that mesh together is very it works very well it's entertaining um rk bro like luke says needs to win the tag titles i think they will at some point i don't know what everybody's hurry is for aj to go single again i think what he's doing with omos is just fine it's working Stop. i mean similar to drew mcintyre aj styles they can't always be at the top of the top they can't always be in the main event title picture Drew has been in there for what seems to be over a year and a half now. He will finally, you know, come out of that hopefully soon. Uh, AJ, maybe he gets back in there, but he's also he was in there for a long time. Also, he got to shake it up every now and then. Um, but I, I like what AJ and Omos do together. I do think eventually RK Bro will be champions, and I would be willing to go out on a limb and say maybe when they that eventually does happen. Orton would pull the trigger right after they win and turn on riddle right after they win the belts. You know, I think it would be funny and entertaining. Uh, I got to ask you this question though, that Herman brought up. What do you think about AJ's shave? You know, John, I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't notice. Like, I, didn't some, I didn't either. Sometimes when,
0: when you watch the show every week, when you're literally doing it for your job, like sometimes you just, you take for granted some of these things. And it's like, sometimes you notice and then it's, Oh yeah, this guy got a haircut or this guy shaved. Other times I just, I, I get blind to it. I or I felt like in some ways ever like for some segments I'll just kind of like half watch admittedly if I'm doing I'll be I'll be writing something up or doing something else. So no, I didn't I didn't notice and good on good on AJ. I did uh, um I saw some comments on Twitter that uh some people were confused because uh Styles and uh, Elias are backstage and they look so similar, especially, you know, with Styles having shaved and especially from afar, like you know, there's something a little funny like that. Um no, I, I didn't notice. So you know, good for him, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, but no, I, I'm I'm liking this this RK Bro stuff. I like this comment from Fernando uh, saying Orton's treating Riddle like a dad, trying to relate to his stepson. <laughs> it's like it's it's funny, man. Like it's a, it's a fun dynamic. I like it. I like this prediction from Eddie Zahari saying uh, that the R- RK Bro will win the tag titles uh, before Randy turns on Riddle at Extreme Rules. Then they'll lose the titles. Um, I could see that. I don't know how i don't know what the how much shelf life there is of this if they can yeah. out you have a like tonight where it looked like they're this close to really kind of going through with a heel turn or not heel turn a, a a breakup or split already um but they if they want to to kind of like if they want to you know have them put aside the differences and really kind of go for the titles there uh it, it is easy to see kind of kind of uh, getting drawn out to at least extreme rules here um but i don't know just uh yeah, I hope I hope they get the titles. I think that'd be good for him. I do like the, the pairing of AJ and Omos. I think it's a good way to kind of give you know Omos a good rub with a former world champion there and they do styles. So, you know, we'll have to see what happens with that. Even if they lose the titles, I think you know there's more there's more there, there, there's more life to that as well, where where you know even they don't have to have the titles to to be on TV there. Um uh, I, John, you and I've talked about this before. Michael Kent saying turn vital heel with Orton. Don't necessarily know if I see that as much, but I, I've said it before. I think Riddle um, would be a very good heel. Like he, I, at times, like he's, for me, he's a heel anyway, because like, I just want to boo him. So if they actually turn him heel, maybe, there, maybe there's some to that as well, where, uh, you know, Orton and Riddle, you know, have a meeting of the minds and, and you know, Riddle comes down to Orton's way of thinking and as, or as Jess Mata saying, what if Riddle turns on Orton first and earns his respect? Maybe, maybe something like that. I don't know. A lot of possibilities there. Um, and just a, one last thing here. Did you guys say when we thought of Gulak's promo uh, with Angel and Mr. Rose up the butt Garza? And like I said, uh, they, they these guys were on TV again this week. You couldn't just like entirely, I mean, they could. And they've done stuff like this where they do something crazy and drop it the next week. But for me, like, you, you'd be flat out insulting my intelligence if you had a, a man uh, shove a rose up someone's pants one week and just completely ignore it the next week. You can't just, like, ignore that. So thankfully, we got a little bit of follow-up there backstage, and they teased, like, a little more conflict there Um, nothing really groundbreaking here, you know. Basically, Gulak said you you humiliated me, which you did. (laughs) Um, so maybe maybe we'll get a rematch next week or something. I don't know. I don't know if there's any more real. If there's any like to this beyond this, but I don't know. What do What do you think of this, John?
1: No comment. There's nothing. Nothing needs to be said. Let's just forget it ever happened. But uh, they probably won't. Let's just settle. Let's. I know where they can settle this main event yeah right <laughs> like i said these guys usually are a main event but uh,
0: the, on the plus side putting them on raw uh you know does you know shake it up a little bit i liked uh just coming from dhc yes i thought the generous haircut was nice kind of give him a quote unquote fresh quote of paint um you know i don't know i good for him I'm, I'm hopeful that he'll like we were talking about earlier that he'll feud with Drew mcintyre and he'll get a nice prominent spot lastly here uh yeah john you alluded to it a couple minutes ago we haven't seen the 24-7 title in, in a while uh i know our truth has been on raw talk i think it's been on the bump but we have not seen the, the 24-7 title on raw in a long while here uh which is weird because just a couple months ago bad bunny had it bad bunny brought that title onto snl and now the title's nowhere to be seen so r.i.p. the twenty four seven title question mark like is, are we finally done with this thing uh
1: i don't think so i think maybe they're just taking a break or they ran out of ideas or our truth wanted time off or who knows he is the, he is the champion right now right yeah i think so but i'm fairly sure about that i think the last we saw really was bad bunny, bad bunny gave bunny bunny it to our truth and, and that him, yeah. was it okay so, so yeah um i'm not sure but i don't think it's gone for good but maybe who knows Lastly here, um uh, we can give our ratings and then briefly
0: talk about uh the attendance with AEW resuming touring. But John, what do you think of Rod night scale of one to ten? We got some comments just in general earlier, ranging from six to sevens, maybe and some eights, but where where'd you where would you rate it?
1: I would give tonight's show a six out of ten. Can you explain why? Eh, well, it could have been better, but it's been average. Like it's been the last couple of weeks. Somehow they still bring in 1.9, 2.0 million every week. And people are like, I like we've said before, people are just grandfathered in at this point to watch. Yeah. Um, I hope they do something. I mean, maybe this Sunday something can happen where they can refresh things. What do you think? I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. You know, I think we need it. And
0: I've been assuming that, you know, we'll, we'll get more of a refresh in some sense after Be- WrestleMania Backlash because literally the pay per view is WrestleMania Backlash. It's to kind of like settle the scores left over from WrestleMania, and that's what the card largely is at this point, with some exceptions. But uh, as for Raw, and so hopefully we'll get ideally on the pay per view itself, if not the Raw after the pay per view, some some changes like that. Um, but as for Raw itself, Herman Takhar was seven. Eddie it's a higher of a six point six. Uh, Fernando Nando uh, agreeing with your six. For me, I will and Kevin Taylor with an eight. So I mean that's pretty good. But uh, for me, I would probably go for. Uh, I'll go for like a a solid six. I, I struggle to go much higher than that. Um, maybe if I'm if I'm being really generous, a six point five. But raw was not bad tonight like i was not sitting there saying like this is painful or or i don't like i really don't like this at all there's some stuff i did like an Chris giving going as high as an eight so um and with John we haven't even talked about Adnan Verk tonight Seamus roasted the man coming out he was he he said something (laughs) like uh, Adnan was like out of his depth on commentary
1: yeah
0: still i'm still not like loving Adnan Verk on commentary but you know i've gotten used to it at this point so it's all right you know but you know yeah, I guess by and large, the takeaway here is hoping for, for some changes after WrestleMania backlash. Uh, Lori Rock giving us a throw of five point nine, so a little lower than your than your six and my six or six point five. But um, hopefully, you know, after WrestleMania backlash, we will kind of get out of this funk and a, a little more into fresh directions, fresh lines, fresh matchups. That would, that would be good. I, I would hope so. So, otherwise, here the the big story of the day here, um, and it was not even a, a WWE story as much, but. Uh, AW announced they'll be re- resuming their touring schedule in July, uh, with some shows in Florida and Texas, and then they they plan to announce more shows, um, th- throughout the summer as they kind of get up to speed there. We- we've heard about A- uh, MLW returning to Philadelphia, uh, getting up and go- getting uh, res- res- resuming their schedule. We've heard in some general senses that WWE wants to resume uh, touring uh, in the summer, presumably with SummerSlam, but. You know, now, now uh, today there was a report that SummerSlam uh, one report or a couple weeks ago said that there was a, a theory that uh, the pay-per-view might get moved up to kind of um, exploit that expedite that return to, to touring. But now today a report from PW Insider stated that Rust, uh, SummerSlam would be, uh, I believe it was August 22nd, which is actually slightly later than usual. Um, but the location was not confirmed. Extreme Rules in July, that will be in the, in the Thunderdome. SummerSlam. Location has not been finalized. You would think that it will be a live show, maybe. Um, yeah, it will be probably it has to be. You would you would think, and we don't know where. But uh, WWE, WWE President Nick Khan said in a recent interview that when we do get uh, another show with fans, like we saw WrestleMania, uh, it won't be another one-off. It will be the return of some semblance of a WWE normal touring schedule, even if it's slightly lessened. Um, so I would I would assume that's going to be SummerSlam. And I think that would be a very good thing. We're just we were talking about earlier. Even if it's not Brock Lesnar, maybe they they do some things to kind of make some SummerSlam a big show for that reason. Uh, but at the very least, just in a general sense, I think that is good for WWE, good for wrestling, as long as it's done safely. So, you know, uh friends from Nando, if SummerSlam could be in Texas. We saw some comments earlier, wondering if, if it could return to Staples Center out in California. Really, the stuff depends on restrictions and guidelines and code protocols and whatnot. Um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see what happens, but at the very least, I would think that at this point, it is pretty darn likely SummerSlam will be with fans. Hopefully, they do it safely, and hopefully, uh, if, if that is the the return of not like just a normal schedule, that they, it is done in a safe way. Um, I, I like it's a little closing here for uh, the SummerSlam a little tagline SummerSlam, the biggest party of summer, and some people are invited if they're vaccinated. Yes, that is. Uh, the key here: gotta get vaccinated. Gotta gotta be safe here. Uh, for for uh, there'd be a chance of of having normalcy in wrestling and beyond so uh, one last thought from dj Cassidy saying a 9.9 9.99 for his raw rating maybe that's a joke about the d- old WWE network price but overall raw not bad tonight and there's stuff to look forward to we got wrestling a backlash this weekend we'll have a post show for that um after that show john you and i'll be back here tomorrow night for the nxt post show the dynamite dudes of attitude have your AEW cup co- aw coverage all your aw needs as well they also do uh, WCW written for fantasy booking and Robert D. E. Felice and I do the SmackDown double down on Friday nights. We're talking about SmackDown. Uh, we've constantly got great interviews coming to you guys. Bill pressure recently interviewed Sin Cara. Uh, he interviewed Nick Aldis, the NWA world's champion. I interviewed uh ring of honor star, Brian Johnson last week. Lots of great stuff. coming at you guys all the time. So leave a like subscribe. We appreciate you. Uh, you know, even on tonight, John raw, not, not bad. So it's not, not hard to sit here and talk about it. You know, some, some weeks, it's a pretty bad show, but this week not 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 too shabby. So no matter what, no matter how good Raw may be or just wrestling, no matter how good or, or bad it may be, uh we do one thing here above all others at WrestleZone and Johnny, tell me what that is.
1: Enjoy wrestling.
0: Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.